Welcome to Stepping Into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host from juliatreat.com. Welcome if you're new to my podcast, and thank you to all of you who have listened to me gab over the years. I hope that what I have to say today will be of help to you in some form or fashion. I'm doing things a little different. I am sitting outside recording my podcast today. So you may hear traffic, you may hear Gracie and Macy bark at times, you may hear the wind blow, you may hear some wind chimes. Getting this podcast done today has been uh, quite a chore. Just couldn't get motivated, didn't feel right. Just a kind of a funky day, to be honest. So I took a drive, took myself to lunch, took myself to a spot that Michael doesn't like to go to, but that I love to go to. Something I'm working through is the feelings of giving things up for someone else. So with this whole ascension darkness coming into the light, it's even bringing stuff up for me that I didn't realize I still had in there. And so today I said, well, I'm going to take myself to lunch to a place where he never wants to go, and I'm going to just see how it, you know, enjoy myself, just see how it goes. And it was delicious and nice. I used to actually go out by myself quite often for meals when I was, you know, alone, single. And so drove back home, and then I'm I know I have to get this podcast done, and oh my goodness, sit down inside my home. Nope, doesn't feel right. I don't even want to do this. I want to be outside in the sun, and so that's where I'm at now. I'm in the sun. It's a very beautiful day here in northeast Pennsylvania, and I don't know how long this podcast is going to be. I know we're going to talk about several things. First, I want to talk about how Past lives are really in the forefront right now. Like they always have been running the show, but right now it is just unbelievable. All of the triggers that have occurred that have brought up all of our past lives, it's like they've literally been drudged up, pulled up, thrown in our face all at once. Now I've done the deep diving work so many times into those past lives. 
And if you're like me, earth angel, light worker, whatever you want to call yourself, maybe you don't even know yet, that's okay. Just someone who speaks from love or hopes to or wishes to. <laughs> it's difficult for us to say what we need to say, you know, speak from our heart, anything that's bothering us or because just like any anyone else, it will all just start festering in there to the point of, well, ugh, I said it like this, and maybe that was a bit too much, but boy, I've been feeling that for several years, I think. And that's, that's what happened uh, between Michael and I recently. Just some things that I felt I needed to say, but something I'm working through, and I realize is related to past lives, is that once I say it, I feel guilty or I feel bad for saying it. And then this whole cycle of, oh my God, can't believe I said that. Is he going to be mad? Are we going to stay together? Is it like, the, you know, all the stories we start in our head. Are we supposed to be together? You know, is this the end? Are we really soulmates? See, I go through stuff too. And I realized today I caught myself because I said, why do I feel bad for expressing what I need to express? And just one flash after another, like, boom, boom. Sorry, Mace. Someone's walking on the river behind my house and she just heard them. It's okay. Soon as I tapped in and, and tuned in, just one after these flashes of every past life, and this lifetime, you were programmed never to speak your truth, never to quote-unquote disappoint, never to think of yourself. You know, basically programmed, if you ever say anything that you want, <laughs> you just, you're just going to feel bad about it. Or something that bothers you, if you mention it, you're just going to feel bad. Like, seriously, that must have been the program they implanted in me. Because anytime I've ever spoken up to someone and said, hey, it's not cool any longer, or do you really understand, like, how much I have given in this whole damn thing? So, I'll, okay, so I will just elaborate, because I'm sure everyone's going, wonder what it's about. <laughs> and I'm an open book, and maybe this will help someone out there, either, you know, if you're coming from my point of view, or if you're on the other side of it. So, my uh, comment to Michael was something to the effect of, you know, I don't think you realize everything that I've done to, maybe I said sacrifice. <laughs> that is the word I used. <laughs> I'm actually embarrassed to even say that I used that word because I hate that because that's now that I know it's bullshit. That is the word I used. I don't think you understand everything I sacrificed for you. Oh my God, for real. Can you believe, I can, can, cannot believe that came out of my mouth, but because it did, I know there's stuff in there that needed to come out. And so I started thinking about it today. I'm like, why do you feel that way, Julia? What is going on? Why is it that you feel, or why did you feel the need to say that or express that? And I started thinking, all right, when we got together, he had three girls. I didn't have any children. And coming in 
under those circumstances. Um, I don't I don't know that people with children realize what it's like for someone who doesn't to come in and honestly give a hundred percent to make it work, even when sometimes the children are like when we first got together, um, his girls were as his youngest daughter has professed and apologized so many times that they were mean to me. They just were jerks, that's all. They were just kids. They were just being kids and being assholes. <laughs> and, I mean, we all, I mean, that's all water under the bridge. But, you know, everything that I kept striving for to, you know, somehow make this work. And then if you've heard the story of Jace, our grandson, uh, who his parents were hooked on opioids, which turned into meth, and they became uh, meth addicts. And that whole scenario that played out about, I think, I'm thinking it's about a year and a half ago now. I'm not sure. Maybe a year, year and a half. And me being the one that actually called the law on them several times and was the result of them losing custody of their son, Jace. But it was for his own good and for theirs because they are both clean now. And I always told Michael, I said, I'm going to be able to look at Jace in the face someday and say, I said, I want to be able to look Jace in the face and say, I did everything I could to save your parents or to help them save themselves, however you want to look at it. And so now we've kind of come to this point where they've been clean for a while. Michael's already gone to meet them. I wasn't ready yet. Not angry with them. Just wasn't ready yet. It was a very difficult and traumatic thing to go through. And it wasn't, has nothing to do with forgiveness. It's just, I'm not ready yet. I just, there's going to be a time where I'm going to be ready and it's not yet. So this is what led into this whole thing last night of, I don't know if you know what I've done here, what I've been doing all these years. Because, you know, we mentioned having them over for the holidays, just coming over, having this, let's get everyone together. And I did text his daughter that. I said, do you guys want to come over? For Thanksgiving or the day after, if you have plans, whatever, and, you know, it's time to get this family back together. And um, she didn't get back to me immediately, and I don't know, honestly, if Michael had, like, some kind of, seemed like, frustration. Because I think sometimes he's felt like I've kept them separate which he could always go hang out with them. I just always said I didn't want them in my home. I don't want that energy in my home yet. So that's what led to this whole, you know, okay, your energy is funky because I feel like you're, you know, throwing energy, energetic daggers my way. <laughs> now, here's the thing. He might not have been. Maybe it's just my own made-up story in my head. It's quite possible. But um, it, it obviously had something within me that, that brought out this whole big guilt thing again. I feel guilty, right? And so then, well, I'm going to blast him and say, I don't know if you realize the sacrifices I have made. <laughs> Me coming in alone, like, oh boy. Hang on, I've got to pause this because now the neighbor's dogs are out and this is not going to end. <laughs> All right, let's see what we can do. The neighbor's dogs and our dogs, um, they have this little battle they do every day at the fence. We just let them go and get it out of their system. <laughs> Whew. Okay, so, yeah, so back to my, that was the reason this started coming up with Michael, and I felt the need to say this, because any and all darkness is coming up. Well, that's a dark thing, and it's inside of me. Maybe I felt a little underappreciated, or 
Maybe I haven't felt like he's, I don't need praise. It's not that. But him even seeing, look, we got together. I told him, I said, we got together and you got me. You got one person. I got a lot of people. <laughs> you sign up, you got, which maybe, maybe just me, maybe that's enough for, maybe that's like equivalent to 10 or 20. It's quite possible. But, so yeah, said that. And then this morning I'm going, oh boy, here comes this light worker being of, that I am. Oh my God, I feel so bad for saying that. Well, then I'm taking this drive. I'm like, why do I feel bad for saying that? I need to say it. And I sent, <laughs> so I sent him a message, well, of course. I just said, look, there's obviously something that just needs to come out. We need to chat. And I guess I still feel guilty, and I don't want to move forward with that feeling. So sometimes we need to speak with our partner or whoever it is, a parent, a child, whoever, just to release that feeling of guilt because I don't know yet. I won't know until we have our discussion if he has felt that way. If he hasn't felt that way and he will tell me the truth, then I have just created this whole guilt inside of me on my own. And I know this is all tied to past life stuff. And it's just coming up at this moment when we are getting ready to launch into this beautiful new earth energy. I mean, it's here, but we're getting ready to create it. And this guilt I have inside cannot be taken forward into that. That's why it had to come up. I had no idea I was holding that inside. And so this whole, you know, talk about us all getting together again was a blessing. It happened for me so that I could realize I still feel guilty about, you know, a feeling of keeping Michael from his children or grandson. Because there was a time when, you know, when all this was going down, I was the only one actually calling the law and reporting them. And I mean, we would, you know, we'd go to their apartment and, you know, his daughter one day, she was so passed out at like one in the afternoon. We didn't know if she was alive. Well, she was. And that's the day we took, we made her and Jason's dad go to rehab. Um, and that did not, by the way, they did not get clean there. They kept using, but circumstances happened after that and they have cleaned up. But even that guilt, because I was the one, and I was the only one that wasn't like bio family that was calling the law. Nobody in the family would do it. I still don't understand that. I don't know why. But I did. Because I knew that I felt that was the way we're going to help save them. Like, they won't die. And, but, and I didn't want Jason or care either. But then it turned into, you will never see Jace. And that's what it became for several months. In fact, some of, a lot of the family members would not even let me see him. Uh, so that started that whole guilt that just finally reared its head last night. So Michael's at work today. Poor guy. <laughs> After I sent him that message, he doesn't get up and go to work. Um, but we will talk about it because that's what we do. And, uh, you know, this is a man that did not talk about anything when I met him. But um, that's really not allowed in a relationship. If you're with me, we must talk. <laughs> We're going to talk things out. We do not shove it down. So I share everything in the hopes that it helps you in any way. So if there's things that are coming up or come up in the near future, speak to your partner, speak to your parents, speak to your child, whoever it is, and allow 
each of you to give their two cents or to have their, you know, their side, not side, but each, each one should be able to share what they're feeling or what they're going through. Maybe I'm going to find out things about Michael that I didn't even realize. But I was adamant when I sent the message today that we do need to talk about this because I am not carrying guilt forward any longer. And I can't. It's not even, it doesn't exist in New York, so I have to shed it. So here's my point about this. It's not like I'm just going to sit and om, I'm going to chant, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to do yoga, I'm going to whatever, swim with the dolphins. I'm not going to heal any of this shit here because I don't have to because I'm going to New Earth and it doesn't exist there. <gasps> Wrong. That's actually not how things are going to play out. You must heal your stuff to get to the vibration of New Earth. I have done so much work on loving myself. And see, I am so strong in loving myself of course, I, this comes up that I have to spill the beans and release this guilt I have hidden inside because that keeps me from loving myself even more. And I'm not sure if it could have been like, hey, I'm just going to forgive all that and let it go. I love myself so much because I know me and I got some feistiness in me <laughs> and I needed to say something. I needed to tell him, I don't think you get everything I've been doing here. So everything's coming up. The darkness can no longer be hidden. Let me talk a little bit real quick now about past lives and how they really can affect us emotionally and physically. I'm going to give you some examples of some people that I've worked with lately. And I'll even give some examples for myself. You know, I talk about healing myself from Lyme disease and I did it without medication. I tried medication. That, oh, it was god awful for a couple of years and I still, was still sick. So one day I just asked God, what do we have to do with this? You know, whatever, how do we heal this? And he's like, huh, okay, better buckle up. It's about to get pretty ugly. And I had to go inside and found out all the reasons I hated myself, why I loathed myself, why I, why I talked bad about myself, why I, you know, was disgusted with myself, why I felt guilty, ashamed. It was a lot. So if you could think about how you put things together with programs in this lifetime and past lifetimes because I brought all my programs forward right all my past life shit and wounds I didn't heal just came right into this one and added just I'll add it together just keep accumulating every time here's a little more let's uh, hear some more let's see how she does this time and so it makes sense if I'm attacking myself constantly it would only make sense that I would allow myself to be attacked by a virus my little spirochetes that would make me very, very sick. I've been free from Lyme for almost six years, I believe. Something like that. I've lost track now. So that's what happens when we start healing our wounds. We start healing ourselves, our emotional body, and then we start healing our physical body because there's an emotional connection with every physical thing. Whether you were poisoned or I'm just going to use poison as, as an example. Poisoned in a past life. Say you drank something that was poison. You didn't know it. Or maybe you did it willingly. Who knows? You could come in. You could actually be sick from the get-go. Like have cancer from childhood on from this poison that you took the last time. This could be 
uh, something that shows up later on in your life. And I say that because that has been a couple of the past life regressions I've done with people. They have gone back and realized or, or seen that they actually drink poison. One young lady, it was to kill herself because her lover had been killed. It was almost like a Romeo-Juliet thing. I was speaking with uh, someone who I see for one-on-one coaching. I have a few people I take on at a time. And I don't mean take on. I don't mean it like that. It's not a burden. <laughs> a few people that I open spots for. How about that? That I mentor and coach. And uh, we were talking, and I said, we were talking about just some things going on in your life. And I said, you know, this is tied to a past life. And I usually don't do this in, in like readings or in sessions with someone. I don't usually start describing a past life. But I did in this case. And I said, if you want to know. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. So I told her some things about her and her partner and how it's linked to past lives. And I said, oh, you get bruises like for, for no reason all over your body? And she just looked at me so surprisingly. And she said, yes, I always have. I just get them everywhere. And I said, because I'm seeing you being stoned to death. You were stoned to death, and it's showing up as bruises this time. And she was blown away. She's like, oh, my God, I can't even believe that you just got that. Another young lady I worked with, lots and lots of female issues, and she's young. Female area, lots of issues. Well, did a past life regression with her. She had been pregnant, gotten pregnant out of wedlock, and was someone that her family did not approve of in a past life. Almost like she was royalty and, and the boy was from a lower class. She had got pregnant, which was life-threatening. Now they were going to be killed. You know, the whoever, family, government, whoever they were, was going to find them, looking for them, wanted to kill them. And when she got to the end of her life, that's what we do in past life regression. We go to the end, and then we heal what needed to be healed, which transcends to this lifetime. It heals all dimensions, lifetimes, timelines. And we generally want to get to the root, the root lifetime where it began. And I thought, you know, she actually died in that lifetime. She couldn't take care of her child. And she, she got sick, and she died, and another woman took over and ended up being with her partner, this boy, young man and everything, and raised her child and loved her child. So I'm taking her to the end of the life, and I thought she was going to need to heal that emotion of not being able to raise her child. That wasn't it. And when I'm, I'm urging her, like, get your message. What was this about? You know, what? How, do you, how are you linking that lifetime to your female issues? Because that was her intention going into this. I will see the lifetime that's linked to these female issues. So I'm, I'm just suggesting to her, how do you link that lifetime to this lifetime to what you're going through, your physical issues? And they're major. And it was just quiet for the longest time. And she said, I sinned. My eyes were just huge as saucers. And I was like, what do you mean you sinned? She said, I sinned. I want to get against my parents' wishes, against my father's wishes, something like that. I'm a sinner. And I was blown away with how profound the program of being a sinner, you know, that program of you're bad or you're a sinner, how that, how powerful that was. That bullshit program brought forward to now having these major female issues. 
It wasn't even because she didn't get to raise her baby. Because she was a sinner. And it was just like a tear that came out of her eye when she said that. And I was like, oh my God. Like they've even got us programmed in the sinning thing. And that can really, you know, fuck with us in our next lifetimes. Okay. I did just pause the uh, recording and move inside. So if you feel, if you hear any sound in the background now, it's a, I have a fountain running in my, on my deck here where I do my work. So the uh, power of past lives. Hope you're understanding like really how powerful they are. So I'm just going to give a rundown of some possibilities if you ever experience these or you know someone that is. A lot of time weight gain, right? Someone who has difficulty losing weight. That is actually armor. And I'm only sharing from my own experiences, and I think um, Dr. Weiss talks about this too, in one or several of his books, that it's possibility. Now, I'm not quoting him. I'm not for sure. I think I remember reading it. But regardless, a lot of my clients have had experiences with this where they have difficulty losing weight now, and when they do the past life, it's tied to a lifetime where they were either raped, um, again, some kind of had sex or got pregnant, and it was thought of as a, a bad thing, or it was against the laws or the rules. And actually weight, you know, having a lot of weight on your body, and the reason that's an armor is subconsciously, okay, subconsciously, that is making you less attractive. Now, I'm not saying you feel that consciously. I don't know. Just saying subconsciously, it's a possibility. Because in that past life, oh, this happened because I just say you were attractive. Now, these are just possibilities. I'm not saying this is set in stone. <laughs> so I don't want you to, anyone like, no hate mail, please. Thank you. Don't need any. Just sharing if, in case it helps one person. That's all I ask. That because whoever, whomever found me attractive in that lifetime, then this is the armor this time and they won't, okay? I've worked with people that once they discover the lifetime, the root of that, where they were either raped or something happened to where now I have to have this armor, their weight just starts falling off. Any kind of phobias and fears, like fear of the deep water or being out in the ocean, fear of spiders, fear of snakes, um, anything around your neck. Like I couldn't wear, I still don't even like turtlenecks or anything around my neck. I can wear necklaces and chains, but some people can't even do that. That's often a, a symptom or sign that something happened in the neck area, whether you were choked or you were hung or your head was cut off. And you can even have physical pain there in your neck and throat, by the way. You can actually have thyroid issues if something happened in your throat area. You can have swollen gland issues and you have constant sore throats. Anything where your voice was shut down, you can experience a plethora of physical stuff there. Coughing a lot, um, you know, eating and maybe choking once in a while. I know someone that actually would eat and she'd seem to like inhale food a lot when she ate and she would kind of choke. 
and we went to the past life to remedy that. She actually was choked. Someone was choking her, but it was because she has stolen food. She was so poor that she had stolen food, and they literally were choking her with food in her mouth. Like crazy, right? I mean, it's just nuts. It's been such fascinating work, by the way. I do believe past life regression trumps anything else. I truly do. Anything where you can go to the past life and heal that, again, that transcends across all timelines, lifetimes, and uh, dimensions. And not only are you healing yourself in the past life, when you go to that end you know, of your lifetime, you heal yourself, the angels fill you with what you need, what you needed, and it's really you actually looking at your body. That, it's not a sad thing. You're looking at the physical body. What did I need that I didn't get? And as you're naming these things, and they're just coming to you. I'm not planting any seeds. You're naming them. And the angels just start filling you up, everything that you needed. And then we extend everyone around you. Anyone in that lifetime that needed forgiveness, anyone that hurt you, went against you, if you're able to, can we send them forgiveness and love now and help them heal? And I've never had someone say no. Everyone in that state has always been, yes, let's heal everyone. And believe it or not, healing in that time and space, in that lifetime, heals everyone you're connected to this time. Now, it heals that portion, you know, that part of them when they spent that time with you. There may be other things that need to be healed, but you have just given them a massive gift. So, you know, back on that day when I'm talking to God and saying, look, okay, I've been on medication here, really nasty stuff for a couple of years. I still have Lyme disease. How do we, what do I got to do? And he said, get ready. It's going to get ugly. That's when I started doing my deep diving work. I started doing my past life regression work. My mentor, I worked with her so often. She used to always say, Julie, you're on a, like a freight train to healing. And I said, I know. Ever since I, I stumbled across this path, to my abilities and that, you know, understanding what's possible. I just want to do it as fast as I can. And so I just kept going. I never really have time to get into a comfort zone. Comfort zones are really boring for me. I get bored very quickly. Then I just find the next thing that makes me jump off the next, you know, cliff, take the next leap, and I do it. I've done it so often now that it's just not even a, a thing. I don't have fear when I leap anymore because God has caught me every time. I just jump, and I, but I jump with the intention and the knowing and faith. God is my net. God's catching me every time I jump. I'm still here. I shouldn't be. <laughs> my parents are shocked that I'm still alive past my teenage years. Believe me, shocked. So anything and everything that's coming up, find a way to say it if you need to. Don't bury it. Don't play people pleaser. Because sometimes we need to say something to another. And maybe it's to give them the opportunity to have forgiveness for us. <laughs> maybe that's what I'm praying for. Maybe Michael, you know, be forgiving of me today for just coming out of like wham. He always gets these whammies. But I told him, I said, it's because I go so long without saying anything. Just thinking it'll change. And it never does. And then it just comes out a certain way. So speak your truth, use your voice, find a way, maybe don't let it fester as long as I do, because 
it's going to keep coming up, and it's going to get louder. It's going to get bigger. And just perhaps if we would start saying things sooner, speaking our truth and allowing our partners to step up, or our parents, or our children, or whoever, maybe so many relationships, so many more would be, uh, you know, so, so much more healed. Maybe less people would be breaking up. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying that people don't, shouldn't be breaking up now because there's a lot of splits happening right now with this whole dark and light stuff. Basically, the universe is removing from you what you have been afraid to release. Literally, whether it's a job, relationship, a thought. I mean, it basically just forced me to release that, <laughs> that vibe last night in my message. Hey, I don't like feeling guilty, and this has to end. However it's going to end, I mean, you know, however we do this, I'm not going to carry this forward anymore. Who knows? Maybe I made it up. Maybe you shot some energetic daggers my way. We'll find out. <laughs> to be continued <laughs> in my next podcast, maybe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my. Okay, so I hope this was helpful. There are so many people doing the past life regression work. Um, if you need to get with someone to do it, it doesn't have to be me. Find someone that's trained in it. Uh, it doesn't have to be a therapist, by the way. I'm not a therapist in it, I'm a, but I learned how to do it very well. If you're interested in becoming a past life regression practitioner or therapist, whatever you want to call yourself, it is so needed right now. I mean, with everything coming out, you can flip on the TV and you know it. People are just playing out past lives out the wazoo everywhere you look. They just don't know it. Many of them don't. But I have a past life regression certification course that you do on your own. It's on my website, juliatreat.com. I do meet with that group once a month and take the practitioner slash therapist through different past life regressions, progressions, guided meditations, all the things that are going to help them become even better at what they do, but also continue to discover and uncover what they still need to heal. So just check that out on my website, juliatreat.com. Also, if you aren't interested in that and you can't either afford an appointment with me or don't want to book one with me, I did create an automated program a few years back called Journey of the Soul, which you can also find on my website, juliatreat.com. That is a program where you can go through several guided meditations, past life regressions, and progressions on your own. There's 12 tracks, actually. It's called Journey of the Soul. You can get it on my website, and then it will just show up as a downloadable program. Regardless of any of that, just continue to acknowledge what comes up for you. Let it go somehow, even if that means that you have to find your voice and speak your truth. There is no room for that in New Earth energy. The more we release, the more we raise to the higher frequency of new earth. I hope that something I have shared today, 
will help you on your journey somehow. I'm sending so much love your way. Just know that you are perfect in God's eyes. It's time to see that for yourself. God bless. Do you want to succeed and prosper as a money-making spiritual entrepreneur? You're in luck. Julia will be sharing everything in her Prosperity Queen toolbox, including her magical team of expert creators and over $20,000 worth of trainings and certifications. If you want to become a Prosperity Queen, this is the offering for you. Get all the details at juliatreat.com and act soon if you want to get in on the launch party discount.